Hello, assalamu alaikum. Thank you for joining us here at Mindful Muslima Speaks, the place where we discuss all things Muslim. You can also find us on the web at www.mindful-muslima.com. Um, we're on Instagram and Facebook as well for inspiration and more information. So we're talking about a really big topic today, toddler tantrums. And, you know, I know a lot of moms struggling with this. And there's actually... I don't know, a lot of mom guilt related to this as well because, you know, when a toddler throws a tantrum, it's pretty embarrassing, especially if it's done outside in public. And I have some information today that might make you feel a little bit better about it and will also give you some insight on um, how to, like, why, why our children do it and then how to handle it and, and calm it down and make things a little bit easier for us. So the first thing I want to say is that we tend to perceive tantrums as defiance, right? And that's something we have to kind of change and I'm going to try to help you with that as I was helped with it myself years back. So we tend to perceive it as a defiance instead of basically what it is, which is just the reaction of little people who are unable to handle big emotions. Now, these big emotions have basically become too much for them to handle and so they need to be given the tools to understand how to handle them and manage them instead of being punished for having them. If that makes sense. Um, I was studying child development basically years ago as a way to better connect with my children. I just, I myself wasn't given the tools and I wanted to learn more about them and how they developed. I learned a cold hard truth that has just turned the tables for me on how I view my children's um, inability to cope when they um, they act out, quote unquote. Um, you know, it turns out that science shows that a child's lack of self-control stems from the underdeveloped prefrontal cortex. Now, if you're not familiar with the prefrontal cortex, that's where we deal with the emotional and social behavior. But yeah, that's right. The brain in that area is literally underdeveloped in smaller children, like toddler age children. And I mean, I just... When it hit me with that information, I was just thinking, how can I be mad at my child for not having a fully developed brain to handle their big emotions? I mean, talk about unfair. So I learned that what's happening in their brain is that when our child feels frustration, anger, sadness, which are all really, really big emotions, their brains goes into like a panic or a fight or flight type mode. Now, we know even adults experience this, right? Um, they have these deep um overwhelmed emotions i mean even adults and so and they, they have fully developed brains let's say right so can you imagine if you're a child and you have these same big emotions and you know what's big to them is different in their world in their in their perception but still it's big to them um imagine handling those same types of emotions but with an underdeveloped brain that can't cope right so so what can we do basically oh my gosh if that's the case what can we do and so this was something that was really powerful to me, and this is where I wanted to share with you. Now, the first thing we have to do might be the last thing we actually want to do. So it's going to take us um, a bit of pushing ourselves and reminders to get us to do this. But I will tell you that the first thing we're supposed to do is empathize. I know you're like, what? Empathize? Empathize when my child is like rolling around on the floor, throwing himself all around because he can't, let's say, have a cookie before dinner. Yes. Yes. We have to empathize. But why? And first of all, I'm going to answer that, but just let, let something be clear here. Empathy is not a reward. 
unfortunately that's what we've been kind of conditioned to feel like if i empathize at this time they'll think it's okay now like it's not empathy is not a reward it's meeting a need you know but like if you're thinking to yourself well why do i have to meet that need right then and there like why now do i have to empathize why can't i empathize later on after we've long discussed after i've punished the child no let me explain exactly why and and if you fight this if you fight doing this because of what you've been taught uh, like i was you know taught and how to deal with children if you fight this you're really going to struggle because it's actually scientifically needed for the child so i'll explain just really quick why why we have to empathize is because um the big emotions that the person's having, even if it's an adult, to be honest, is happening in their lower, let's say their lower brain or the reptilian brain. So if they're, if they're not given a trigger, if your child's not given a trigger or a way to come out of their lower brain, which is extremely reactive, right? Have you ever felt angry? You just want to like lash out and scream. That's from your lower brain. So if you, you cannot get out of that unless you're triggered or pulled out of it and, and the brain can't calm down long enough, let's say, for example, for your child to even hear your rational explanation as to why the cookie is not a good idea if you don't pull them out of the lower brain with empathy empathy is what does it then then you're not even going to get them to calm down enough to to focus on why that's a bad idea and why that's not allowed you know so depending on the age of the child by the way they might struggle more or less on um the explanation piece or rationalization because you know there's different developmental stages but for the most part in general let's say the first step is to calm them down and empathy is the medicine. And I will just inject here that Rasul basically did this. His lesson, I mean like when that he taught us is when he saw a child upset, he would first of all go down to their level, like let's say on his knee, and he would go to the child and he'd usually have like a loving, warm face of concern. He might touch the child on the arm or the shoulder and empathize. This is ex- and then they would just open up to him. This is actually what he did. Now, even with older children, this is really important, and that is because um, it basically reinforces their self worth and lets them know that they matter and their feelings matter, right? And that helps them to protect their self esteem and overall emotional health. So, step one: empathize, empathize, to get them to snap out of their their reactive behavior number two we have to explain the boundaries to the child this is where we explain to the child like what we will not allow in a very calm way without sarcasm without anger and then the third thing we're going to do is basically offer a tool or a solution for the child so this let me just give you lastly this one example of what that might sound like that might sound like this um i'm really sorry that you're upset Right? You're going to say it with all sincerity, otherwise it will not work. I'm really, really sorry you're upset. That must be horrible to feel that way. I understand that your brother upset you, but no matter how what he says to you, I will not allow you to hit in this house. We do not allow hitting other people. And I understand that you're really upset and angry about it. Maybe we can go and sit, let's say, in the living room, and you can color or draw your feelings and how you saw that the, the you know the event took place, right? Tell her to draw your emotions, your feelings, and then maybe we can talk more about them. So then you bring the child to the table, you give them crayons, you give them a paper, and you have them basically draw out what happened to them. And then you're basically giving them cool off time in a way 
way to channel their energy into something positive. And then later you can come back and they can talk about the emotions with the child. They're going to say, oh, well, he told me I can't have his toy. And then you guys can have a better conversation. But the point is you snap the child out of this reactive, you know, behavior that's angry, that's, that's like that aggressive. And then you basically are able to calm them down, let them know what you will not allow. And then you will bring them over to a tool that will help them. There's different tools you could use. That was just one example. But the one thing I did want to stress is that we just simply have to stop punishing our children for tantrums because it's actually, it's unjust and it's the opposite of of what we should be doing because if they truly have an underdeveloped brain, we're almost punishing them for that, right? We wouldn't punish, let's say, a person, a, a child that has limitations, right? Physically for having physical limitations. That's just inappropriate because we could see the physical limitations. It's, it just makes it obvious. But the fact that they have an underdeveloped brain in their brain doesn't actually, in their head, you know, we can't see it, doesn't give us the right just because we can't see it to not acknowledge that that's the truth and that's scientifically proven. So I think we give them the tools, you know, and that's our job as parents to give them the tools to survive. We're doing them more justice than we are for punishing them for having something that they can't control themselves. I really hope that was helpful to you guys as it was to me a long time ago when I first learned. And if you have any questions, message me. Other than that, um, thank you for joining us. Assalamu alaikum.